Hello and welcome to World Shot, the podcast where we do a new project, but actually don't do the real big project that we planned because we got way too busy, and this is way too long of an intro. I'm Jordan. Uh, you know, I recently watched another podcast where they too don't can <laughs> an intro, and every time their intro is bad. And hey, man. then they mentioned that one of them guested on a podcast, they're like, alright, we're gonna start, and they just hit a button and it played the intro, and Dude, why don't I do? No, 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 Cody. I see. I've thought about. I've thought about just having can intro for all of my podcasts, all the streams I do. But then I'm like, it's kind of more fun to like see if I can nail it, and I don't. And it's really, well, it's, it's, but it's funny to me at this point where it's just like sometimes I can't get like something out. Other times I just botch it, and it's funny. <laughs> well, and there's like this weird thing that happens too, where. Like some podcasts do the thing where they just start talking with the recording on and there isn't like a, and then they I just pick a place to start. I don't like the, you know? like we've done cold openings before and they can be fine, but I like just like say the thing. That's the designated start point. Let's go. Yeah. Like I, I think, I think it's better that way. But anyways, Cody, I do love this like new formula we have for the show where we, um, don't record for over a month and then we like try to come back have like a short intro and then do our normal thing but yeah how have you been doing buddy totally okay um oh do you want to know the so i told you i might have a a, a cough drop in so um why are you always last week sick, you gross yeah gross, i don't know in this case that. i don't know last week um like it's weird to say that i had a sore throat because i wasn't in any pain yeah but um like my tonsils were jacked up right yeah. Um. Like, if you, if you shined a flashlight back in my tonsils, they didn't look right, you know? And I couldn't sleep right because um, I think what would happen is I would lay down to go to sleep and my tonsils would just be like, and kiss each other and then I couldn't breathe and I'd wake up. So it was like... Yeah, my tonsils decided to hug and try to kill me. Yeah. And so I went... I finally on Monday, like, so this is all weekend, yeah. and then Monday I went to med check and... You're dying. They were... Well, and so, like, they did, like, a strep test, which I have, like, a hair trigger gag reflex, right? So, I was like, <laughs> you know, as they're doing the strep test. And they're like, that came back negative. And then the doctor came in, and she's like, do you want me to test you for mono? I'm like... Oh, no, you don't have mono, do you? No, oh, I don't. Oh, thank God. Um, Mono's the freaking worst, dude. It's real well, bad. That's the thing, though, is... I didn't have a fever. I didn't have a cough. My no, my nose wasn't runny. It's just my tonsils were like, hey, we're insane. Yeah. Just, oh, I'm so glad you no didn't other have symptoms. mono, dude. That's, that's the worst. But they came in to do the mono test, and I thought it was going to be another throat swab. And I was like, oh, frick, I don't want to get my throat. And then the lady's like, oh, no, I just have to stab I have to stab your finger. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. I'm like, I'd so much rather have you stab my finger. <laughs> yeah, stab a, me rather than just shoving something up my nose or down my throat. <laughs> just stab yeah, me. Yeah, the nose test, too, don't bother me. But, man. The oh, the nose test my... really, like, my eyes start to water. I start to do, oh, like, the, like, the shake. I'm like, ah, stop. Yeah, no, it, like, no, feels yeah, like they're scratching the back of my skull. I hate it. I hate it. Um, but all that stuff was negative, so and so my official diagnosis was, you kind of had yucky tonsil. Um, that's what a doctor said to me, is you, you have yucky tonsils, so here's some steroids and uh, gargle salt water. Here's some steroids and, now my and tonsils a 20-pound weight, just get ripped while you're doing these. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Not yeah. the same so steroids, I know. She gave me pills that I don't really think were treating what, I think it was just the symptom of swollen tonsils, <laughs> all that really helped. Tonsillitis or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but she didn't say tonsillitis. Yeah, said yeah you got, you, yeah, you got gross face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just got, you're yucky. Yeah, um, like, get out of here. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nasty. Like, just like, 
hide in a like back room for a couple of days and you'll be fine. Well, and I didn't even have to do that. I was like, am I contagious? She's like, don't like. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, so, yeah, just mouth. don't spit in someone's mouth. It's like n- n- none of that stuff. Like, okay. I guess bye, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I love those doctor's visits where it's like, there's nothing we could do for you. Bye. And it's like, oh, great. I'm glad I'm just going to feel gross. Uh, yeah. That, well, and then I had to pay $1,000 for all those bills. That was fun. I didn't. I had to pay $0. <laughs> in- my, my insurance isn't great. Anyways. My insurance is good because I live inside of my network. Like, I live... If I go out my door, it's just like all medical buildings, and they're all in network. So not you know, not necessarily the case. Not, not, and also, my deductible's a little high. I we have, don't need to talk about like, this on air. We matter. don't. We don't have to. Hey, buddy, we're not doing it. Anyways, what have you been doing recently? <laughs> um. So I think the latest interesting thing that I have seen. Yeah, there's probably a lot more. Oh, I've been watching Ted Lasso. How is that? Because I, I I mean it's, I've seen a cl- a clip of it and it was really good, but yeah. Um, it it is very good. Um, I think I don't know. I I enjoy it a lot. I think it's nice to see something that's really positive. Making it like an, it's making an honest attempt at sincerity, yeah, which I appreciate. I appreciate. Um, but yeah the 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 spicy hot take one that I've that I watched recently was uh. If you're thinking of way of the water as a spicy hot take, I wait. I'm not going to say it's spicy or a hot take. Way of Water, yeah, as I watched Way of yeah, Water. Yeah, I don't and- like Avatar stuff. Not Last Airbender, I mean Blue People. I think that they're just, it's not as good as everybody even remotely thinks. So Like the original Avatar like sucks. It's just Pocahontas of Blue People. No originality <sighs> okay. there. Zero originality. It's not good. It's just not good. Come back to me with a better movie. So here's here's my like okay. My brother went and saw this movie, right? Why would and you ever like, see that movie in a theater? It's like three hours. I re- well, I remember yes, when I is. saw the second it movie in the theater, I wanted to die. <laughs> um but like it it isn't a Marvel movie and it is a blockbuster, which is kind of a rarity at this point, which is sort of <laughs> yep. a novelty in yeah, its own way. No, I agree. It's a non-Disney-owned blockbuster that clearly had an insane budget thrown at it. But here was kind of... So, like, there's a part of me that wants to play the devil's advocate for it, just for the sake you of know, it not being no, Marvel. No, no, give your, give your opinion. Don't play devil... But De- Playing devil's advocate is dumb if you're playing to someone who already agrees with you. <laughs> the, the thing that irritated me, I think right off the bat is they just brought back all the character do you care about spoilers no i'm not gonna see this movie unless i watch it with a big group of people (laughs) are you aware that in the first movie there was like a crazy evil military guy yes i watched the first movie yes and he died right yes jk no he's back Um, how they just made it they just you can just download anyone into a blue person oh shut up there, there, and then, in you know, the first Sigourney movie, that Weaver, had to be a whole thing. So, so they're just yeah, like, was, "Oh yeah, no, like he's back." And so, is he still evil or is he a good guy? Yeah. So, well, yeah. And so, and then you know, Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's also she got like somehow she when Jake Sully and mm-hmm. um, what's her name had a kid. It was 
Sigourney Weaver, like, reborn. So... I don't exactly understand how. And they still have Sigourney Weaver's body, like, in a tube that they just, like, wait, hang wait, out wait, with. Wait, wait, So the kid that I keep seeing in the trailers, that's just Sigourney Weaver. That's just supposed to be, like, the reincarnation of Sigourney Weaver, yeah. And I believe, in fact, it is Sigourney Weaver's daughter. Um, no, I thought... I think, and then, I think that Sigourney Weaver just played Sigourney Weaver. Oh, I really hope not. And Hold then on. the... Uh, the the evil evil military guy yeah. had a son I, I guess he like had knocked up a scientist and then died do you know what and that character's so, name the sigourney weaver's daughter character n- name was no i couldn't okay, keep track of all of these there i'm pretty so sure that kids. was just sigourney weaver and, and so his name was spider and and Theory slash Dr. Grace August. Yeah, I think that that was just Sigourney Weaver. But, like, okay. Yeah, the daughter. Yeah, she plays her own 14 year old daughter. Oh, that's an issue. So, movie one, right? Is okay. Jake Jake Sully comes down to this planet to, like, make nice with, but then ultimately fight off the indigenous people and steal their land, right? And then he ends up. Working with them to kill, as they Dances call with wolves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The the sky people, right, is what they call the people that flew down in spaceships, right? The humans. Um. So then, movie two starts, and it's like, well, okay, they just come back, right? Like the sky people, the humans, just come back, and the what's his name comes back as a blue person and is like, I'm gonna kill you because you killed me, um, but I don't remember you killing me. I was like, because my memory was backed up before that happened. You know, it's like every time you go on a mission, his memory was getting backed up. So he doesn't remember getting killed by that guy, but he knows that, you know, I know Jake Sully killed him. Right. Mm -hmm. So Jake Sully realizes this and he's like, there's a name for it in the universe and I don't know what it is, but he's like the leader of all of the like as they call themselves, like, forest people, right? Like, the forest Navi. So then, like, the ship lands, and it's basically the same thing over again. Like, oh, like, they're going to come kill. And he he leaves. Yeah, Cody. Because he's like, I have to keep my family safe, so we're going to go on the run. And I'm like... So you're just going to, so, like, let the people die? Uh, well, keep going, sorry. I'm here's sorry. the I'm thing. Sorry. when If you, like, you know, a reason that people... And, and, like, uh, this is within the, the language of the movie. But, like, a reason that people formed tribes was safety, right? Because if you wanted to feel safe and there were two of you, that's a lot less safe than there being 200 of you. Because safety, then you have 200 literally people. Literally safety in numbers. Safety yes. in numbers, right? Uh-huh. So you form. And, and then that can eventually lead to conflicts because it makes an us and them yes. and all the, and blah, 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 all of history blah, blah, blah. unfolds as... But, like, that is why tribes ever existed. So he was the leader of, like, a large, specifically against the Sky People, battle-ready tribe. He was, like, their unopposed, well-liked ruler. And he's just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to quit doing that and leave. And I'm like, why would you do that? Because And, like, the reasoning is, like, oh, you know, if we go to war, people will die. And I'm like... They call themselves warriors. Like, this is, this is like, the fantasy thing that we're talking about here is a warrior society. Like, they do, they are all trained warriors. They, they expect, so that, like, that is part of their life, right? Is And, like, and I don't want to be, like, weird about that. That there are times in history where there were warrior cast people who were expected to fight and die, yes. right? 
and this is like what all of these people cl- say about themselves. This isn't him talking about the like as the outsider talking about them. It is themselves describing themselves. And I'm like, okay, so first of all, so the Sky People land. You're their military leader. Are we assuming the Sky People are going to not immediately start mining the same resources they were mining last time they were here? Um, and so the answer is no. He goes and hides out with the, like, water... What? You remember that the resource in the first movie was, like, called Unobtainium or something? Unobtainium, yeah, yeah, yeah. straight up, like, just the... Like, how is this a popular movie? How does anybody watch this movie? Man, this is so good. No, Unobtainium! Continue. So then he goes to the Ocean Navi and is like, hey, I'm on the run. No one knows I'm here. Um, And the Ocean Navi are like, cool, well, we make fun of you, but we accept you. And then there's, like, a subplot around his kids whatever um but then it just turns out that the new sky people that came down they harvest whales now because whale brain juice can make you immortal it's um, like hey we need to expand this universe so we're gonna include something that would have never been in the like the original idea because you know it just makes you know eh. And it's like, okay, so I understand that you can make a lot of money whaling for whale juice but why would you not also start mining and why would it not make more sense to combine all of these forces to keep your family safe. But then like the end of this movie is him being like, I'm a, I'm a ocean Navi now. And this is where I will make my stand. I'm like the end of the first movie was you going, I'm a forest Navi. And this is where I will make my stand. And then you immediately bailed on that. Oh my gosh. I, 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 I did it actually scream because I didn't want to just break the mic, but oh my God, that drives me insane. I am so mad. And I'm just like, it's the same thing, just with a different group of people for no reason. Like, what? And then, like, the Ocean Navi, though, because it's, like, two different tribes, and they're both Navi, but they, they physically look significantly different. Like, they have different physical attributes, which makes sense. And they're, like, crappy at each other about it. And I'm like, did okay, I, I guess. Like, that kind of makes sense, but it's like... They're like, oh, you can't swim fast because you don't literally have a swimming tail. Like... Yeah, you can't ride dragons and stuff. So what, bro? I don't know. I, it just I'm felt. It just felt just legitimately angry. It just felt like they wanted to do the same thing where they have this training montage where they're like learning to respect nature, but it's all people that were like born and raised Navi now, like doing that same thing. They're like, you have to learn how to be one with nature. I'm like, they've already done this. Just, they were born and raised uh, in that culture, Cody. Like, they're not fish out of water. Jake Sully was a fish out of water. He isn't anymore, you know? I, just, I have no words. I literally have I'm no just, words. I'm just, I was, it, it's just dumb. It just didn't, it just felt really repetitive. Everything felt like you started the movie and it's like, okay, I know the end of the movie already. Like, there was no question. So, the, what was even the point of creating? Uh... It looked pretty. Like, See, so, so like, there was a part though where like this guy just started talking sign language to a whale and then the whale like talked to him through significant blinks i guess so like there was a like a time when i was like eh, i was like i should probably watch this movie like because maybe it is a little bit better than the first one etc cetera, etc cetera. but like and then i'm like no because it is like almost three hours and i don't like want to waste my time trying to get into something that like i already disagree with and now i'm like really glad that i didn't attempt to watch this movie I watched it in like three sittings, you know, it, it's easily broken into chapters. It's sort of like the, uh, cause isn't the next one well, going to be Batman. like, like 10 hours, like, like a full, the next one's like full and cut length is supposed to be like 10 hours. Well, and I think what annoys me about the movie and, I, and that's very possible. It might, 
Well, so this is not an uncommon story to be told, right? And it's basically the same story as Dune. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like Dune mm-hmm. is... But what I will say for Dune's credit is, like, it... Dune is a, like white savior story if you don't pay attention to any of what happens after the first three quarters of the first book like it immediately goes wrong like it it is horrible what happens is really bad because and this is what like irritates me too where it's like oh like jake sully is gonna lead the navi into war against people that have guns i'm like they are going to lose a lot i'm like in dune it like completely changes dune's culture when they start going into open galactic war against everyone else in the galaxy and winning like it drastically changes who they are as a people and wrecks their entire society because yeah going into open war against technologically superior people changes the people that are fighting too and it's not for the better always like it's not like you can preserve this like non-industrialized society that's at one with the world when you're dealing with people that are mechanizing an entire planet into killing you you know what i mean it's like that that can't work like they can the sky people could do warfare at a level that you cannot because they're they could just have more of themselves (laughs) like there's the industrialization is what let us have huge numbers of people (laughs) you know like when we were living in like hunter gathering tribes, we couldn't feed enough people to do this kind of combat, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm done with this conversation. It sounds, I know it's just frustrating. It's frustrating because I've seen it done better and this is not, but it made billions of dollars. Well, probably not billions, millions, hundreds of millions. I mean, honestly, I will say I think it deserves it more than some Marvel movies yeah, that are gonna make it. I really I, cool. I, I I agree. Like I I love Marvel. Like I'm a Marvel boy when it comes to comic books and well, okay, I'm more of an Image Comics boy, but still, I'm a Marvel boy when it comes between the Marvel and DC argument. But yeah, like Marvel has definitely hit that new Batman. Marvel, I haven't seen it. Marvel has hit that like That's we're funny. just doing the same thing over and over again yeah, coasting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're oh no it did make billions of dollars it made 2.3 billion dollars oh way of water mm-hmm. yeah okay it did make billions the whales were really pretty like that's know. the thing that's why white one like there's a part of me that's like i should get over this grumpiness that i have about this movie because it does look pretty but then you just explain the plot and i'm just like i want to burn the entire world down <laughs> I'm trying to think too, because there. I think there is an argument for going like it's not really about the plot. No, 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 no. Stop right there. No, I'm just gonna be for. No, 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 no. I disagree. No. (laughs) Let me let me finish my thought here. I think that there is really good media where the the point is not the plot, and the plot almost doesn't matter, and like. If it's, like, a really interesting character study or if it's a really interesting, like, world-building study about, like, how exposure to other cultures can work, how you can... You know, if, if the movies were more about, like, what does preserving Navi culture look like in a world where they have to defend yes, themselves against Sky people. Yes, but I think because people, of the plot, um, you cannot argue that with this movie and be like, oh, yeah, it's just a pretty well, movie. But the plot. If it had that. anything else going for it, I think you could go, okay, the plot's not really what this is about. It's about, yeah, you know, 
cultural identity in the face of adversity or in the face of like open violence right which is what they're really dealing with and but that doesn't happen like at no point do they have to change their lifestyle to deal with they like that's the thing is like the there's like a part where the like ocean navi attack like a giant gunship and they just win and i'm like you you wouldn't though you would you would die because they have machine guns like and and also it's like these people come back to the planet like the sky people come back to the planet where people are using bows and arrows and somehow don't bow and arrow proof their helicopters i'm like their helicopters get taken down by a bow and arrow yeah and i mean that happened in the first movie but if you think like okay single plane glass and you're shooting an arrow that's as big around like that's that big around you know it's like as big around as a stack of quarters like okay that could probably knock through glass but just because of weight but i'm like you would think round two. We had a lot of our also, helicopters shot down yeah, by yes, spears. That one, Let's but also in those. the future, your helicopters should be able to like handle, like they should be proofed for like high powered rifles because this is the future. You would think. Okay, Cody, know, Cody, like, Cody, 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 no, right, conversation's over. Yeah, it's just, Co- Cody, we usually yeah. like, you know, you get like 10 minutes to talk about the stuff you've been doing. I get 10 minutes. You spent full 22 minutes talking about a thing I don't want to talk about. <laughs> like, I'm so bad. I don't feel bad about that. So what have you been up I'm, to, Jordan? I'm so, like, yes, I understand that we don't need to have a specific set. But I'm so mad that you wasted my time talking about that thing I didn't want to talk about. I'm just about. annoyed because my brother really liked the movie and I, I don't, cannot we, for the life Cody, of Cody, we don't, life. we can't, we cannot talk anymore about it. We cannot. Okay, what, I asked you what you're up to. I, wa- I, the, I the, watched, the- I watched the new Spider-Man movie because you need to watch it completely unspoiled. I will not talk too much about it, but I will say Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is just as good as everybody is saying. It does absolutely deserves the 9.5 or 9.7 rating it has right now um don't look it up because i don't want you to be spoiled by anything just don't look it up oh no i'm because I'm you, you like lean back to type and stuff like don't do it <laughs> but it was just really good it captured a lot of stuff that made me really like the first one but also like i i will say it dealt with a lot of things that I, like i've personally like like have dealt with like I mean, it's in the trailer, so this isn't a spoiler, but it deals with kind of like the not like fitting in for some reason type of thing. And then a lot of like stuff like growing up, like, you you know, you're growing up and you're like preparing to like go to college and stuff like your parents are like, oh, yeah, we want like, you know, you're a little baby boy type thing. And he's like, I'm kind of I'm growing up and I need to like break away. So it's just like a lot of stuff. And but yeah, it's just, it, there was like a lot of emotions and it. it was really good. It didn't. Again, didn't follow the usual Marvel formula, um, and I think that's... It's not a Marvel movie. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's it's not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, but it is still a Marvel movie. Yeah. But, like, it, it yeah. did... It still does a lot of the really good stuff and beautiful animation and the fact that, like, they change... Slightly change up the animation based off of the different characters in their own different worlds. That's really cool. And it's just... A lot of references, a lot of characters. It's just, it's great. You will love it. I, uh, there's like sometimes when I like recommend a movie or talk about how much I like a movie, and I'm so scared you're gonna watch it and hate it. This is one that I, oh, this is one no, I know for I'm a fact. Really this is one like the D and D movie. I know for a fact you're gonna like this. Like, yeah, it's just, no, it's. I, I think, yeah. like, I don't know, this is this might happen. This weekend, me and Mandy might be getting a dog, so that's probably another gonna be dog? where our weekend actually goes to another huh? dog. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like 
We're getting a uh, a cocker spaniel. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's really awesome. We we want to get a dog that likes our kids. <laughs> does, your do- does Bob not like the kids? <laughs> I thought he was well, fine. He he just, he's just not into it. Okay, that's really funny. He's grumpy about um. And <laughs> so you're gonna get another dog, dog that Bobby might not like, and so he's gonna be in a house. I don't but care if Bob yeah, doesn't he's like the be, dog. I care if the dog. Yeah, but he's like gonna be kids. in a house with a dog he doesn't like, two kids he doesn't like, and he can't go anywhere do anything about it. Oh, my my wife just messaged me. She also said that we 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 do like the idea of having two dogs, which yeah, is yeah. true. I, I would say to me the bigger incentive, and this is speaking for me, not for Mandy, is that having a dog that the kids can actually interact with would be nice. Yes. Um, because Bombadil is just a grump and does not want to be touched yeah, by them, even when they're being nice. Yeah, but I also like, they have get to really his do thing like, like to deal with him. He he was in a house of just like adults just chilling, and then like two little kids who always want to be like in his grill. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's yeah, and then the other thing I've been doing, just so we can hurry it up and get to the actual episode, is I went to see King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, a band we talked about uh, on a previous episode, and it was great. It was, like, really good. Like, they, they like, have, like, 11 or 12 albums with a lot of different sounds in there, so there's a lot of, like, funk stuff, a lot of, like, like um, you know, usual jam bandy type stuff, a little bit, like, harder stuff, and, like, they really mixed it up in this concert, and it was just really good start to finish. I will say, yeah, sometimes a jam band doing, like, a 15-20 minute song can get a little, eh, okay, guys, but it was still... Can I share... A story from my childhood. I think you've shared this before, but yes, go ahead. Is it when I had to sit in my living room and watch two hours of an Eric Clapton jam yes, band? Yes, DVD okay, with yeah, my yeah. Dad and I wanted to gouge Actually, my own. Yeah, I think out. you shared this recently because I think when I talked about uh, Kate and Giz uh, last time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, that that that, that can't get a little obnoxious after a bit. But I think I think they did like a good level of like jammy stuff with like actually mixing up songs and having a good time. So and the, like also stage presence of all of those guys is like really powerful so it was like at the very least even when they were doing like long jams it was at least very interesting to watch whether there's some dude standing in a corner playing guitar for 15 minutes yeah like moving around the stage like interacting with each other it was really good it was just really good and continuing down the stream of um listening to good music but cody actually i just thought of something um that i am very very mad at you about and i think that this needs to happen or else we will come come to blows on this show remember like three months ago when i gave you stuff to do for the recommendation and then you never did it i tried to do it did you retry since then please tell me that you retried I haven't retried. Yeah, Cody. Cody, it's been. <laughs> I tried it's twice. Been multi- and it's I been gave multiple. Up. But I also gave you three different things to do. Okay, but only one of them was. Okay, real. I gave you a bunch of albums to listen to. I gave you a show to. I listened to a bunch did, of albums. Did, did you listen to the five that was recommended for the show so we could talk about it on the show, or did you literally just ignore all the other things? And be like, I want to watch Chainsaw Man. I can't watch Chainsaw Man because I'm a freaking idiot, and then gave up. You it's, gave up on a Hulu show that I watched. With subs on on the Hulu thing, so how do you mess up Hulu that bad that you can't even watch it? You okay. are literally it an idiot. Not my also, fault that I can Hulu give you up. other places to watch it. You are an actual idiot. You're an actual idiot. Okay, okay. So it is not my fault that Hulu. Did was you try again? You didn't Hulu. try again. 
I tried twice. It's been what? What? When did that happen? That happened probably like back in January, didn't it? That happened. Oh, uh, it was like I tried once right away, and then I waited a week and tried I'm again. And the, then I'm I looking up when this happened since. because I'm like legitimately mad at you. <laughs> you shouldn't hold. No, you need to see, but you can't just have me do a recommendation and like have it all around the thing that you wanted to do and then not reciprocate. You need to. You need to try again or pick a different thing off that list I gave you. Well, what other things I'll were on send the list? It, I, I will don't send remember it to anymore. you again, but you need to. Or else we really will come to blows, man. Because I think one of them was an unfinished comic no, I don't, that you knew I, I was not going to I don't think I gave you an unfinished comic. I think you... I thought on, you let did. Me, I thought you gave me... Let me find it. Um, any, I'll just find it while you're reading, and I will still pay attention to you. Oh, do you just want me to go but, first? No, 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 no. We're going to roll. Like, I don't have to do it right now. Oh, okay. But, um, so yeah, what we're doing today is what we talked about last week when we we're like, oh, yeah, we're no longer doing that big story idea that we had talked about. Yeah, so instead, we are <laughs> going to be doing what we have a prompt. We both we both picked a prompt. And instead of building worlds, we're actually just writing a scene between the two of us. And we're going to yeah. see how the scenes differ, which probably is going to differ a bit. Um, so the prompt that we got this week was, well, this week, like, a month and a half ago was we're both going to write a story about a Jedi and a Sith trying to convert each other. And yeah. yeah. So Cody, as usual, we're going to roll for initiative to see who goes first. If I can find it. You know, what's funny is I don't have a D 20 by me anymore because I, Ooh, I rolled a four. So you're probably going first. Well, we're going to find out. If you rolled a, a three, I I'm going to lose a... my mind. I rolled a five. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so mad at you, dude. So I am going first. <laughs> All right. So I, I just want to say a couple things. One, I do legitimately have a sore throat. Um, and I have not read in a long time, so I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I'm going to get myself a drink and okay. then we're going to go. Okay. Yeah, I'm still looking for the thing. So really quick, getting into it. So you were right that I did give you a comic that's not finished. But the caveat I gave you on the episode that you only had to read the first arc, which is for... 15 volumes or less just to get like the main point of the story so we could talk about it you didn't have to complete it so you can either listen to five albums try to get hulu to work or ask me and i can give you another place to watch it or you can read a couple of comic books cody you need to do this also i didn't look to see when i um this was february cody it is june now you have zero excuse I have one horrible, really solid excuse. You are a horrible co-host. Which is that I did forget. I, I 100% I'm, just forgot. I'm so mad. I'm so, okay. I, I, I will, I'm not going to let you pass on anything, but like I understand that, yes, you have a lot going on in your life and you could forget, but like, come on, man. It is not fair. Not fair to me at all. <laughs> Do you want me to read my story? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead and read your story. <laughs> The fact that you can edit out your own hostility is up. Well, I will say, like, I was gonna say up top, is, I was extremely oh hostile, so, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm going to attempt to drink Diet Coke instead of slurping on a cough drop for you, because I care. I don't think that's necessarily what you should do if you're sick, but whatever, go ahead. Drink Diet Coke? Yeah, drinking Diet Coke's probably not going to help you, bud. Why would it hurt? I mean, it's not necessarily going to hurt you, but it's definitely not going to help. And also it could potentially. It's not alcohol. But it could potentially hurt you because the sugar can um, lower your immune system. But whatever. What sugar? Is there not sugar? Like in Diet Coke. Is there not like. So you're telling me there's zero, zero sugar in a Diet Coke. 
I don't know how these things work. Total I'm, fat. I'm li- I'm li- zero. Li- no, sodium okay, I'm li- zero. Carbs zero. I'm legitimately Total asking because I don't zero. know. I'm not trying to like pull. So I literally don't know because I don't drink soda. It is entirely non-nutritional. Soda. How? Wait. So what? What is it? <laughs> wait. Hold, what? It's how does food coloring artificial? It's food coloring artificial flavorings and artificial sweeteners. Read your story. No, the, it doesn't matter. It <laughs> literally doesn't. I'm baffled. Your eyes turn red. What does that have to do with not even really red? It's more like a creepy red-orange starburst and your skin gets all pale and sallow. How can you not be the evil ones given the literal physical effect of just touching the dark side? First of all, not all of us get weird sallow skin. That's usually the effect. That's usually an effect of the training. And yes, our eyes do sometimes turn red and glow. But Jedi literally can't have sex. Three hours earlier. Manless Prime. What a shit heap. But my master gave me a very simple mission. I quote, There is a Jedi hunting down Sith. Find him and kill him, but first, Hecklin, break him for me. Bring him to me broken and dead. Make it personal, Hecklin. I want to taste tears on the air when I examine his corpse. Of course, the old nut sends me on a wild goose chase to dig up some old feud rival. Some old feuding rival. Probably this is going to be some little green goblin barely able to lift his lightsaber that speaks all in gibberish and looks like a sock puppet. Okay, okay. Just, just come at Yoda make... for no reason, dude. <laughs> just freaking come fight Yoda for no reason. The forest does make all of us age oddly. The deeper I walked into this old catacomb, the mm, as I walked deeper into an old catacomb, the glowing orange of my blade, it... Mm, wow. The deeper I walked into the aged catacomb, the more my orange glow. Wow, the glowing orange blade of my saber faded. Nailed that sentence eventually. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stuttering and flickering until it finally went out. I sighed. Of course, the old man couldn't have told me that this place neutralizes sabers. I really needed to retire him when I got back. The other apprentices were starting to call me weak. I turned one final corner and saw a figure floating cross-legged in a beam of light. The chamber he was in was covered in soft, pale green grass. There was a clear puddle right below him and a sweet scent wafting from the chamber. I holstered my saber and drew a long, jagged knife. I took a deep breath. I thought of my master and all his directionless cruelty. I thought of the Jedi and their unwillingness to wield power for change. I thought of the weak dying in fear, and I thought of my father, and my blood boiled. I felt my eyes glow and I rushed forward. Moments before my blade touched the flesh of the Jedi, he twirls in midair. A beautiful pirouette wraps his robe around my knife and somehow slides the blade from my hand and throws it from the chamber. He wraps soft, gentle hands around my wrists and speaks. The chamber requires balance. Only by peace may you pass. As he spoke, the chamber doors slid shut. What? Open the door! I cannot, my friend. Only when the minds in this room reach a balance may we leave. This is an ancient training room used by the- I grabbed the pretty boy's wrist and just started punching him in the face. And he yelped. 
No, no, we must reach peace. You can. We have to be of one mind before we can leave. There was a crack as I felt his nose break. Now let me out of here or I will beat you to death. The Jedi spit out a mouthful of blood inside. I cannot, not, I will not. I actually cannot make you leave, let you leave this room until we make peace. This is an ancient Jedi training ground where they would place Padawans that could not get along. I am told it was always effective. I slumped back against the wall, panting, my fist stinging. I was still pissed, but punching... Mm. I'm going to do the narration in my own voice because the, the Sith voice is hurting my mm-hmm. voice. Um, <clears throat> I was still pissed, but punching someone always did help. Okay, let me get this straight, pretty boy. Jedi, Jedi Padawans were locked in a cage together until they just decided to stop fighting. <laughs> Better than you, Sith. You use malice to break each other's will. We find harmony. No, I use malice so I don't have to be a pushover and fold on my morals the moment it causes me any trouble. I do not fold on my morals. I simply seek to find the highest morality in any given... What a bunch of shit. All the morality you have doesn't mean anything unless you have a saber to back it. The saber is a tool of peace in the hands of... It cuts people up, pretty boy. That's all it does. Lawrence. Or no, I'm sorry. Larson. Not Lawrence. What? My name is not Pretty Boy. It's Larson Angelo, Jedi Knight, assigned to stop Darth Macantius, the Unhinged. I started to pace around the small grassy room, pressing on stone walls and trying to find purchase, trying to find a way out. Or maybe just something sharp for Larson. Well, nice to meet you, Larson. My name is Hecklin, apprentice to Darth Macantius, a name that I made up that's hard to say. And hey, I have great news. Let me the hell out of here and I will do your job for you. What? What's the Darth name again? McCantus? McCantus. It reminds me of McCavities from freaking Cats. <laughs> it oh, was kind of no. supposed to have yeah. that. McCavities! <laughs> it was supposed to... You know what's buck wild about that, by the way? Why did they name the good cat Mephistopheles? Yeah, um, also really quick, hey, shout out Peter. I know you're probably going to listen to this episode. And I do not apologize for forcing you and your girlfriend to watch Cats with me. Okay, enjoy the rest of the episode, buddy. Which version of Cats? The, the new one. <laughs> the, the one, the recent. You're a, yeah, I'm you're a brutal a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Peter. Anyways... <laughs> Peter, I don't know you well enough to love you, and I wouldn't force you to watch Cats, so Jordan's a bad <laughs> hey, person. Hey, man, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to become me. <laughs> um, Keep going. I do not understand your joke. I am here to put a stop to Darth Macantius, the unhinged. I doubt that will be a friendly exchange, sad as it may be. Sad, the crazy old shit would want to eat your fingers and break your soul. He tortures people for fun. No, he needs to be killed. I took a running leap at the stone door and smashed into it, pain and annoyance radiating through my body. I could feel the force welling in me, but ultimately going to waste. My friend, that will not work. This is a sacred training ground, and and I'm not your friend. Hecklin. My name is Hecklin. Darth Hecklin. I am not a Darth either. What? I'm not a Darth? You wield the dark force. You break others and enslave them to your will. No, I don't do that. I am not a lord. I do not have subjects. At the best, I am a Sith warrior. In reality, I'm a goddamn servant in scary robes. When I cut my master's head off and use his skull for wine, then you can call me Darth. Till then, I am Hecklin. Fine, Mr. No, 
No, just Hecklin. I have no title, no last name, nothing fancy, just Hecklin. Hecklin, why haven't you killed your master then? I don't know, Larry. Why don't you kill him right now? I prefer Larson, and that would be impossible. Same reason, Larry. He's strong and... Oh, he's strong as shit and can stop hearts for fun, so yeah, he could take me even if I caught him asleep. If you center yourself and find your peace, the Force will guide you towards an outcome to will guide you on how to overcome this challenge. Yeah, or I could just actually do something. In this case, I've been stopping my heart with a medroid and practicing saber play while my heart's not beating. I'm pretty sure at this point I could almost take him even while he's stopping my heart. Have you been stopping your heart and using a sparring droid? What? No, that's fake. I've been stopping my heart and fighting viper beetles. Those are poisonous and venomous and don't make sounds. Oh yeah, but they do taste so good. He just stared at me with his mouth open. So, how long does this sacred training ground last? Ten years. What? Ten years is the longest time two Padawan ever spent in this chamber. <sighs> Jedi are way eviler than Sith, Larry. That's ridiculous. You have to kill your own master to be promoted. Yeah, meanwhile, you're just expected to lick boots until you turn into weird little goblins. Do you think that all Jedi turn into Yodas? He was born like that. No, I do not change species when I age. I simply flow with nature. Well, that's good. It'd be a shame to let those good looks go to waste, going all green and leathery with bad ears. I do not think of how my shell appears. <laughs> yeah, sure, and that perfect hair and beard just happens. My vessel is sacred, but still nothing more than a vehicle for my force. Yeah, sure, no vanity there at all. Do not put your wicked morality in my heart. Whatever, you Jedi torture kids from a distance, which seems more evil to me, just with more steps. Your eyes turn red. What does that have to do with anything? Not even red, more like some kind of evil red-orange starburst, and your skin gets all pale and sallow. How can you not be the evil ones, given the literal effect of just touching the dark side? First of all... Not all of us get weird sallow skin, that's usually an effect of the training. And yes, our eyes do sometimes get a little bit weird, but Jedi literally can't have sex. Uh, that is wildly inappropriate. We choose to focus on becoming one with the Force. Oh, yeah, you choose. Yeah, just like people choose to get locked in this stupid room. I'm just saying, Sith are at least honest about this shit. You want freedom, you take it or you kill for it. All the Jedi do is just hope that you don't ever feel the need to break whatever... Oaths you guys have made up and bonds that you have. Keeping oaths is important. How else can we trust each other? How else can we function? We should function under the knowledge that if we choose to screw with each other enough, eventually someone will start getting killed for it. Whether bonds allow for it or no. I mean, look at me. And you. My master ordered me to kill you. Should I? Well, I would prefer not. Why? I'm bonded to my master. Honor bound to uphold my oath. But now I've met you, and I've looked at you, and I'm having some amount of fun annoying you, and I don't really want to kill you so much anymore. So what is a lowly Sith warrior to do? Honor his master, or not kill the Jedi with the pretty face? My face shouldn't figure into your reasons. Oh, Larry, it figures. It always figures. Maybe... Oh, sorry. Maybe I do kill you, and maybe next time I have to kill a Jedi that can't grow a beard yet, or one that's so old he can't even stand and fight. 
I don't know, Larry. Honor compels me to do the work of my master. Well, Judd, I don't make such oaths, so I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, sure. You don't have to swear oath. You didn't have to swear an oath to kill me and my red eyes. Actually, that is a good point. Why haven't you just killed me already and left? I swore an oath to eradicate evil, and maybe I'm unsure of whether your heart is truly evil in spite of your eyes. Oh, so the appearance does matter now. However, I am quite certain that if I killed you, likely I would be trapped here forever, nourished by these water, nourished by these waters, until either my mind or body failed. So at this point, killing me would be an inconvenience. Yes, Hecklin, for a variety of reasons. This damn cell and damn Larson. Sure enough, food and water would float up from. Sure enough, food would float up from the waters. The temperature was comfortable and time drug on. We slept and ate. He did that shit where he would float and meditate, and I took to burning my blood and punching walls till I could feel bones fracturing and smell copper. Why do you do that? Why do you wound yourself? Why do you just float around and do nothing? I think that would wound me more at this point. You should learn patience. Yeah, you strengthen your mind with patience, I strengthen mine with will. Also, it toughens the knuckle in knuckles in case I ever have to punch a pretty-faced Jedi again. Well, if you let fear guide those punches, you- You let fear guide those punches. You should seek to find balance with your- Damn right fear guides me! Fear, hate, all of it. There's plenty to be afraid of and to hate, Larry. Orphaned or given up, which one were you, by the way? How did you find your way to being clay in the hands of Jedi Master? I was given up by my parents when they could sense certain things were off. I could float, I could lift things with my mind, so they wanted me to be properly trained. And, yeah, yeah, cute story. My old man was a Sith Lord, a real Darth. And as he was a real Lord, he sired children to be his own little brood of Sith warriors. But guess what? None of us had the stuff. I couldn't lift things with my mind, or stop hearts, or shoot lightning. None of it. I didn't feel a connection to anything. He would take turns beating on us. Nothing unusual for Sith training, pain to bring the rage, but it never worked. So if you're not Force-sensitive, then how- Oh, I am Force-sensitive, now. See, it never worked till the first time he raised his hand against my mother. She was an old woman at this point, me being her youngest, and my father used his Sith powers to ambulate his foul old body around. One bone-breaking strike to her face from him was all he got- was all it took to get what he wanted. My eyes changed. I was, what, 13 at most when I jumped 60 feet across the room and sunk a butter knife through his heart, through his spine, and down into the floor. I took his saber and looked over at my mom, expecting to be a hero. Instead, she looked at me like I was a monster. She screamed and ran. Later that night, Darth Macantius, the name that I made up that I shouldn't have, showed up and took me away. That's horrible, Hecklin. I'm sorry. He touched my arms, gently. Not with any heart or emotion. Not with rage, not with desire. Just an attempt to calm. I jerked away. It's not horrible, it's true. I'm glad the, the Jedi choose to only torture their Padawans and not everyone around them. But yeah, your kind of morality doesn't really work for me. Fear rules me because I've seen this shit up close, and I don't accept it as balance that this will get taken care of by the Force somewhere else or by some cosmic justice. I make my own. And maybe that'll make me a monster someday. When that happens, I'm sure some fancy-faced Jedi will come and kill me. But, I'll have killed a hundred tyrants before then, so I suppose it does balance out. Yes, my friend, I'm not your friend. Sure you are. And can I finish a thought? Sure, Larry, go ahead and finish the thought. We all have tales of woe. 
I am glad power makes you feel safe, but for me, it's control. I have long since learned that I am far more afraid of what I might do than what I might not. I have been in many battles, Hecklin. I have seen that violence begets more violence, and so on and so on and so on. And I also know the revelry of bloodshed. Killing the wicked is intoxicating, but you misunderstand. I do not abstain from violence on the blind faith that the Force will find some kind of balance. I wait until I get a glimpse of the entire tapestry woven by my actions. Maybe I do kill you, Hecklin, and maybe Darth Macantius will do unspeakable evils. Maybe I try to kill him myself and die, inspiring others to rally against him. Maybe my death breaks the will of those that might fight against him. Or maybe I let you kill him. I do not yet know what the right course is, so I meditate, until I am sure enough to raise my hand in violence. What a luxury! That must be to wait. Oh, sorry. Let me take that line again. What a luxury that must be to wait and to be sure. It's no luxury, Hecklin. It's a curse and one that I hate more than I love. Then why do you bother with it? Because, Hecklin, I have made orphans, and it has took me far too long to feel the right amount of guilt over that. I looked at him and hesitated. Have you thought about killing me and trapping yourself here forever? I have many times, of course. Why? You are young. Darth Macantius may only bring pain for another few years until he dies of old age. The planets will liberate themselves in the power vacuum. Should I let you escape, you will certainly fill that vacuum and could brutalize those worlds for the next 70 years. Then why not just kill me? I think you are worth bringing into the light. He put his hands on my arms again, soft and gentle. You are still a young man, and I think you may find a noble path, still. So I wait, and I meditate, to know when that time is past, and when we would both be served better by death than by life. Then just kill me, because right now I'd rather die than be someone else's pawn again. His hands tightened, there was a moment of pain, and then the door slid open behind me. You- you shit, could you have opened that door any time? No. I could only open the door once I was certain I should not kill you. Because you were keeping it closed or because this is some kind of magic Jedi training ground. Does it matter? Either way, it was my choice to trap you in here. And I owned that cruelty and found it to be in balance. You absolute shit. No, Hecklin, I will be watching. Maybe you will bring safety to you the worlds you... Maybe your will will bring... Oh my gosh. Maybe your will can bring safety to the worlds you conquer, but if you stray into f- But if you stray, if fear and pain guide you to take joy in violence, I will find you and bring you to balance. I stalked out of the room, my rage building for the master I had to kill, and stopped and whirled around. Larson Angelo, Jedi Knight. I would like to formally invite you to dinner at the keep of the burning moon after I kill my master. You know, maybe visit a few times before you decide you have to kill me. I wouldn't mind seeing your pretty face again before it gets too old. And that is the end of my scene. Of course, you have to throw in a little <laughs> bit of romance in there at the very, very end. Of course, I I was waiting the whole time. I was like, when are we going to get it? It's like, because like, I know you can't help yourself. Um, so I, I will say I, I liked it. I think that we have like similar similar things but i think that i kind of end on the opposite side of where you end um but i i i think and i'll explain i'll actually talk more about it once i do mine but i i liked it i like your you it was very you and i'm 
in doing this exercise, we're gonna learn how different our ideas. I thought this one was more and our I writing thought this one was more similar to what different. you would have done. Honestly, I, I didn't think this was as far of a field from what, what you might have done. No, no, it is not. It's not. It really isn't. But I think I ended on the opposite side because of things I'll explain right before I do mine. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. I don't have too many notes for you other than like I liked it. It's very, it's very you. It's very like because you, you add a lot more whimsy to things than I do. And like I said, I think that's like one thing. If we keep doing this exercise, one thing that we will absolutely see throughout is that we, um, yeah, we're just gonna keep falling on opposite well, sides. Well, yeah, which of, is sort of the like, fun. Yeah, where it was like, I mean, yeah, you're just funnier than I am. I didn't. So. I didn't think this. I thought this <laughs> one was gonna end up being a lot funnier than it was. Like, really, the only like, because I started with like kind of that joke where the Jedi's like, "Your eyes literally turn red." What are you talking about? You're definitely evil. Yeah. Um. Then that was actually so, like not a thing, like of details thinking and putting in. Like, I don't want to do the red eye thing, and then I just like left it out because like it's also red or yellow. Depending. Yeah. Well, that's why I like kind of like did the thing where he's like, it's not even just red. It's like this like creepy red orange starburst that your eyes, everyone just eyes yeah. turn into. Yeah. No, I also like the idea that it was just him holding the door shut the whole time. <laughs> And then, and then he yeah, lied. yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Like, what, what, did you just have the door shut? Like, it's a Jedi training. I was like, did I? Yeah, I, I like the theme. I also like that setup of it where it is like, oh, yeah, it's like we have this conflict. The door stays closed until this conflict yeah, is solved. Like the lightsabers and don't work. While the conflict here, throws the knife out. Was it necessary? Yeah. And it's like, while it wasn't necessarily a conflict gets solved at the end, like we don't know what the true answer is going to be. But like, I like that. I like I like the conversation they had. I like that you gave nuance to like the dark, both dark and light side. I will again when I start my part. I will save my bit about the light side and the Jedi. But yeah, no, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. You got any other notes or anything? No, I want to. I want to talk to you talk about both of them at the end. Myself. So I'd rather like withhold okay. until we can compare and contrast. Okay, cool. So I I will say that. So here's a couple of things. I'm just gonna like. They're going to be very apparent, but I just kind of want to lay out first. One, this came from after watching Star Wars Visions, and you can see what opinions I formed um, about the I Jedi. I haven't seen the new Visions yet. I, I thought nope. you had. I thought we talked about it. Did we not talk about yeah. it? Then what did we talk? I thought we, oh, we talked about it coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then we hadn't talked since then. Okay. But yeah, so it, I, I I have a because I there's certain things that I've noticed both in like general Star Wars and then in Visions that has kind of helped me form this like kind of negative opinion about the Jedi and you'll kind of see that play out. But my story is kind of set after like like way after um all of the Star Wars that we have seen up till now. So like the Empire has fallen and new people have taken place, and that's kind of where we start with this. And I'm going to take a big gulp of water and then I'll get into my thing. But yeah, so again, you're, you'll probably see some of the similarities in ours, but I think that like it's different enough that we're not just going to tell the same story. Oops. Breathe in deep, breathe out, focus on the world around you, the gentle ocean breeze, the sounds of the birds calling and playing in the wind, the smell of the dew laden grass around you, feel the energy of the world's steady pulse. Feel the ebb and flow of the natural world around you, I said quietly to myself, slowly going through my meditation routine. Anything to help keep the darkness at bay. It was a daily battle, one that had persisted even after years of meditation. Sapphira! I heard a voice 
cheerily call out from behind me. I kept my eyes closed and focused my energy, but his voice cut through the silence and threatened to interrupt the flow around me. He was the thorn in my side. How do you find me this time, Anias? I said, annoyance dripping into my voice. Oh, Sapphira, you know there is no escape for me. You and I are connected. They say that friendship is a bond thicker than blood. There is nowhere you can go that I won't follow, he said with his friendly demeanor. I could almost hear the smile creep on his face. My eyes were shut tightly and my back was to him, but I could imagine exactly what he looked like. I could sense the neatly pressed black clothes he wore that were highlighted with red accents in order to clearly show his allegiance. His face always looked so pale, which made his dark eyes stand out even more. After everything that you've done, you still consider us friends? I scoffed. Seeing as you didn't immediately spin around and attack me shows that there is still some sort of connection between us, he said in a sing-songy voice. I wish you would just leave me alone. Today is not a day for us to duel or test our wills against each other. I am focusing on myself. I have no time for you. And here I wish you would just let go. You spend all your time meditating and forcing the darkness out, but the darkness is a part of you, just like it is a part of all of us. Without darkness, there can be no light, I cut him off quickly. I know everything you have to say. Still, there is an order to things, rules to be followed, rituals to respect, and lines that should not be crossed. I do not need to listen to your sly words of deception. I know the path of evil you walk, and you will not find me walking that path with you. Who defines good and evil? Am I evil because I grasped the power that I was born with to take matters into my own hand? Some might say I was using the dark side to fight against a tyrannical regime. Would you say that is evil? But then again, what makes you good? Are you good because you read some scriptures and restrained from using your power for your own ends? Are you good because you only use your powers when someone else tells you to? You know, some cultures would say evil is taking the life of another, and we are both guilty of that. The whole Jedi Order has stories of cutting down enemies left and right, sometimes even completely unprovoked. I felt my blood boil as his tongue lightly danced around such heavy words. Enough! I shouted, and my eyes snapped open. As I turned around to address my former friend, I realized he was nowhere to be found. My focus was broken, and I felt the darkness deep within tugging at me. Anyways, it was like my entire being was looking for a fight, looking for a way to end his consistent challenges, cut him down in battle, and never face his chastisements again. That was not the way. I turned back around to face the ocean and was startled to see him standing merely feet away from me. His black and red attire was a stark contrast to the gentle greens of the oceanside pasture. Maybe this is why you have to meditate so much. You are always one step away from being taken by your own darkness, he chided. You chose your path, I chose mine. I plan to battle this darkness until I win and return to my rightful spot with the Order, I said back, reclaiming my calm. Yeah, I did choose my path, and you chose yours, but look at where yours got you. The serene scene of the ocean and the rolling green hills crackled and flickered, then finally faded away completely to reveal a stark white room with a small bed and a toilet in the corner. The, med the meditation helped me to forget my current situation. I had almost completely shut out what had happened. You are a prisoner to the Order, and for what? Using your natural powers to benefit them? 
You made sacrifices for them, ruined your own damn life for them, and they locked you in a padded room because you were too powerful. Anaya stood in front of me still, despite my illusion fading away. The look on his face was almost mournful. That's not how things happened. You are paraphrasing to make things sound worse than they are. The Order did what they had to in order to keep peace. I followed them because I knew what they were doing was just. We read the scriptures to keep we read the scriptures to keep evil at bay, one must be at peace. I am clearly not at peace, I said back to him. I didn't need his pity. The order abandoned you, he shouted. No, that was you. You abandoned me, I shouted back. He scoffed and shook his head. The order is corrupting, you know it, he spit, throwing his hands into the air. His voice returned to a quiet, gentle tone as he continued. Once the Empire was defeated, a new superpower rose up to take their place, and the Jedi f and the Jedi Order followed along with everything they said acting as their sword. It was all under the guise of shining the light and promoting peace, but we both have done horrible things under the command of the Jedi. You see corruption, I see order. There is peace. People can sleep without having to worry about the boogeymen of the Empire and the Sith. Regardless of what I said, I knew I wouldn't be able to stop his accusations. There is peace through force. You and yours are no better than the Empire, he said, shaking his head. Either way, Sith, Jedi, they're all a farce. Why follow factions when it is the individual who's executing the actions? Why follow either belief and not your own ideals? The factions have existed since the beginning of time. We have no choice but to follow one another. The Jedi exist for a reason. We are doing what we have to for the good of the people, I said back. Oh? He questioned. His tone wasn't mocking. He wasn't judging me because he knew how met because he knew how muddy the waters were. So crushing a full nation, indiscriminate killing of warriors, women, and even children, all because the Grand Master claimed he sensed the dark side in them was for the good of the people. Because to me, that seems pretty evil. But, I tried to refute what he was saying. There are no buts, Sapphira. Even you questioned the order at the time. We knew what we were doing was wrong, and yet both of us were there on the front lines. He moved to where my bed was, in the tidy room that was my prison cell, and sat down. It was almost like we were back in training, just the two of us having a small chat in between meditation. I did not sense any ill will from him. At that moment, it did feel like he was simply trying to help me. I sat next to him. He was right. Even after everything, we were still friends. The connection between us was still so strong. I wanted him here because there was no one else who understood me like he did. The Order labeled me as public enemy number one, which has been good and bad. Because of it, I was able to gain many allies who were angry at th by the current state of things. But I knew there wouldn't be a day where I wouldn't be hunted. They even sent you after me. I... I began to say, it's all right. It was the only logical conclusion. I should have known I was never going to change your mind. But you sit here in this prison, working to shut everything out of your mind. Please don't tell me you forgot what happened. I took a deep breath and tried to think back to the days when Anias fled the Order and started his own faction. Things were so turbulent and filled with blank spaces of memories I tried to keep hidden behind walls I had built myself. It's all muddy, I said nervously. After the extermination, we both 
We were both plagued by guilt, but instead of internalizing it like you did, I lashed out against the elders because they were the ones who made the order. I began to question everything we had learned up until then. I read the scriptures and looked through the histories. Then it dawned on me. There is no true light or dark side. The powers both exist in each of us. Sometimes you can grasp the power within you and make a difference. The power isn't evil. It's how you use it that is. I knew in order to fight against the order, I would need to grasp at any power that was available to me, even if it was labeled as evil. I begged you to come with me. I begged you to help me fight against the true evils in this galaxy. Do you remember what you said? He said gently. I was wrapped in his story, living out our past with him. I said no. I told you that there was a right and wrong way to do things. Starting an all-out war against forces we couldn't quite understand was foolish. I said back to him, looking into his cold but expressive eyes. I could sense sadness from him. That one hurt. Maybe you were right. Maybe you were wrong. Who knows, but things played out the same regardless of who was right, he said with a sigh. Maybe we were both wrong, I posited. Maybe. Well, after that, I left. I fought my way out of the order as you watched on in horror. I joined a small resistance of so-called Dark Jedi to find out how I could utilize the full power of the Force, not just the light and dark as separate entities, but all of it. I'll be the first to admit I did some horrible things back then. It was like you said, for the good of the people, he said with a small laugh. I thought I heard regret in his voice, though I knew he had already come to terms with it all. Then you slayed those Dark Jedis and started your own resistance. That, I remember. The elders sent me after you before to try to change your mind. After that, after they learned of what you did, they thought you were so far gone that you could no longer tell friend from foe. Not quite. Those guys were all bloodthirsty monsters. I was taking them out so their evil could no longer spread. I used it as a way to test my powers. And, of course, I overwhelmed them easily. After that, I knew I was ready. I started my own resistance, fighting back against the Order, saving people from oppression, freeing slaves, all noble duties that the Order tried to twist into evil intentions. I gained a following, but it still wasn't enough. I knew there was no way one man could do everything, he said, giving me a slight smile. And that's when things got really ugly. I was starting to remember all the gritty details. Slowly, the darkness around those events began to fade. They sent me and my apprentices after you. It felt like punishment for letting you leave in the first place. I thought we could talk it out, but you wouldn't listen and come back to me, I said quietly. You never gave me a reason to. Fall in line with the life I disagreed with and become a prisoner to them because they defined what was right and wrong, Anaya said back with a slight shrug. Your weird cult of followers drew their sabers and we defended ourselves while you went further back into your compound. Hmm. I don't think that is quite right. I believe your zealots drew first. I said this was between me and you, and for you to meet me at the flooded garden, I said, remembering the scene exactly how it played out. I powered my way to you, and when I made it to you, I challenged me. If you won, I would come back with you. If I won, you would abandon the order and come with me, he said, cutting me off. But you were far more powerful than I thought you would be. I struggled to keep up. The only way to win was... I paused. I couldn't finish the sentence. Those events are what ended me up imprisoned by the very order I was trying to protect. 
to finally do what I have been wanting you to do from the very beginning. You tapped into the side of the force that the Jedi have forbidden for you. And then you cut me down. It was a tragic scene, really. It's okay, though. I was ready to go. My battle was over. Yours, on the other hand, had only just begun. The Order had been watching the whole time, and they swooped in to clean up the mess. Along with your apprentices, they arrested you, taking you into custody, which, was, which is where we sit now. Me? They burned my body on the spot, not even granting me a funeral. How cruel. That's right, I remembered. You're dead. I killed you. The realization hit like a brick. I had constantly tried to bury the memory of killing Anias, killing my best friend, someone who was like a brother to me. He was the only one who understood me, and even after he turned, he still remained the same Anias who could always see right through me. Not of body, but of spirit, he said calmly. We are still connected through the Force, even though I am evil, he said, throwing up air quotes. Funny how that works. You're dead. What do you still want from me then? Can't you leave me to Can't you leave me be to repair the part of me that you broke? I said, feeling the anger come back. Why well, fix what isn't broken? Light and dark are two sides of the same coin. Why reject what has always been in you since the very beginning? Accept both sides and follow your own path. You don't agree with a Jedi, and you never agreed with a Sith. Why follow their ideals? All I ever wanted was for you to follow your own path. But that's chaos! I broke down. I believed he only wanted the best for me, but I couldn't bring myself to simply break away from what I had been taught all these years. He was right, though. I had to decide for myself. Without a clear path, I'll only lose myself. You're stronger than that. We both know that. Answer me this. Why did you ever want to become a Jedi? I wanted to protect those who couldn't protect themselves. Help change the galaxy for the good of everyone. Then do that. You can't achieve that goal behind these walls. I don't even know where to start, I shouted. You'll figure it out. The power has always been within you, he said. And then with that, he disappeared without a trace or without a warning. It was up to me to follow my own path. He couldn't dictate that for me. I had to come up with my own answers. He chose his and followed a path of darkness. Maybe there was another way. A path of twilight between the light and the darkness. I wasn't willing to give myself to the darkness, but maybe I could nurture it to aid my own light. I had to start somewhere. That place wasn't in a cell rotting away. I knew deep down, even if I achieved the peace the Order wanted, there was no way they would ever let me out much less wield a lightsaber for any cause. I needed to escape from their clutches and do what I always wanted to do. I took a deep breath and focused on the spaces around me and within me. I found my peace, but behind that I also found the darkness. I focused on my memories of Anias and my own place within the Jedi Order and the galaxy. Then, I filled the room with lightning. And that's the end of my story. I, uh... I think your story was better than mine. I have one... I disagree, but whatever. I have one (laughs) small pacing critique. Yeah, go ahead. The the reveal was too early. Yeah, I know. I know. I absolutely know. It needed to end end sooner after the reveal. But other than that... Yeah, I I, I absolutely... Yeah, I, I realize that. And I'm like, I... I don't know if it's because I like kind of wanted to get that, but then I'm like, eh. Like, yeah. I think that they shouldn't have been arguing, like, 
semantics at that point. You know what I mean? Like realizing that he was dead was like almost should have been like right after like, oh, and then, you know, I I do something, you know, it's like that decision to add again. But other than that, I really yeah, liked yeah, your I story. You. I thought it was better than mine. I, I disagree with that. I thought like yours was more, I don't know. I, I thought yours was more animated than mine. I, I thought mine was pretty standard Jordan writing, which is fine because that's what I'm going to write is very standard Jordan writing. Well, it's got the melancholy thing that you... Um, Excel at, yes. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, I, I do not think is bad, right? Like that is, it is okay to have melancholy in your writing but yeah having depression is fun um <laughs> uh, what was i gonna say though you made me lose my train of thought jordan um with a good joke though <laughs> no but i think that it, it's something again you know I, I, i've said this to someone else um i don't remember if this was you or not but um so the guy that wrote um yeah, it's I'm gonna leave Dave, this pause in there. No, it's Dave. It's Dave <laughs> Filoni, right? Wrote Mand- the Mandalorian, but he also yeah. wrote like all of Clone Wars, the cartoon, and uh, Rebels, and like basically everything that's been good in Star Wars, other than the Last Jedi. Um, and I'm pretty sure that like, cause I I really credited credited John Favreau with like the Mandalorian, like, oh my gosh, she made this great thing. And I'm like, no, he directed something really good. I think Dave Filoni is the person that like single-handedly gave a worthwhile ethic to Star Wars post the original four movies. Um, But that's one of the things he dealt with was like, there was cost to the Jedi being at war for so long. So so I guess the thing that I, I kind of, tease this before i read the story and i like didn't want to like go in too much because i didn't want to just spoil my own story but like watching more star wars stuff like visions and other like little stuff and like um really thinking about the movies like this whole idea that like the jedi are like this moral high ground i think is kind of crap because like you you see it constantly in the stories where it's like oh yeah they're supposed to be like this force of good but like they're over there like killing clones left and right which like there's a whole morality like they're still the clones yes but they're still people so they're cutting down clones left and right and all of these people they're like basically enforcing their will on the entire galaxy type of thing and like the amount of times, like, both in Visions and in other media where I've just seen a Jedi behead a person, which I think is a pretty cruel action, even in battle, like, it's pretty, pretty awful. Like, there's, like, this idea where it's like, oh, yes, they're this moral high ground against the Sith, but it's like, if they are the right and the Sith are the wrong, shouldn't they be doing more things to, like, one, try to convert Sith, and two, trying to stop the battle from leading to death? And it's, like, this idea... I'm just like kind of also losing faith in the Jedi as like a source of good because then like in visions, like there's a couple of things that like it's very subtle, but the Jedi do in visions where I'm just like, seems kind of evil to me where like, sorry, spoiler. There is one of episodes where it's about this like um, boy who's like transporting his like sister who's like force sensitive to the jedi so that um you know she can get the proper training and also be safe like find the order of people like her to be safe and at the end the jedi who takes her in is basically like to the boys like yeah you can't come in like she's a jedi you're you're a normie get like 
you you stay here. But like, if you think about that action, it's pretty effed up because this boy traveled from town. He has no other family, no one else to go. They're in the middle of the desert. He has no resources or like nothing else. This dude's just trapped and she's basically leaving this kid out to die when like now um you know people of the sith order know that he was transporting a jedi so he's probably gonna get captured and killed so it's like you couldn't like you, you just left this kid to die and couldn't do anything for him or even take him into like big like, oh yeah i'll train you as an acolyte to the jedi order or anything yeah, there's like maybe and it's just like this like, idea where that's like that's kind of just like it's not necessarily an evil action, but like to only be like, oh yes, Jedi are the ones that we need to nurture. Everybody else can like, you know, they they can fend for themselves. I think is kind of like a mm, okay, whatever. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And just like this, like where I wrote my story as like a well, I'm not gonna say that the Sith are right because they're not, and I'm not gonna ever say that the Jedi are 100 percent because I don't think so. I think that like like I said in the story that. This the force is this power that these people can tap into, and using those powers you is like what makes you good. Like how you use those powers is what make you makes you good or evil. Not necessarily like this dark side or light side. I feel like you could use the force lightning power, which is considered a dark side evil power, to do some good. Well, I think it depends, and I yeah. think like this whole idea of creating this like we're the good ones. We only sit here and meditate, having like these very strict rules, while also kind of being horrible at the same time. So a thing that like the the so I guess first of all, yeah, morality is more complicated than like light side, dark side, light right? and dark. Yeah, well, and that's how they try to paint it a lot. And I was like, eh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like for reasons of like not causing a fight between me. No, and you. it's just there's a thing <laughs> that was from a Harry Potter thing that I thought that actually was well written. Is you can do Harry Potter. I'm not just gonna call J.K. Rowling a hack like yeah, like there's J.K. Like, Rowling is a hack. Anyways. It's like if they were serious is talking to Harry about. It. He's like, you know, it's like the world is not divvied up into Death Eaters and good people. He's like, we all have darkness inside of us you know like that unless you're trans then you're all evil thanks jk rolling you're a horrible person um, anyways keep going sorry i'm sorry i don't like her politics i, at I know all. i know um <laughs> but she's evil so the the thing that like that i wanted to deal with between my two characters is like there's uh, th this gets into like a lot of random things that i have thoughts on but the to me, the thing that you could look at as, like, the strength of, like, a Jedi mindset, right, isn't one that goes, like, we're passive. It goes, understand the full tapestry of the things that you are doing. Like, this is painting a bigger picture, and mm -hmm. the quality of your decision is your ability to judge that larger thing, right? Which is why meditation might be a valuable tool for a Jedi, right? I, yeah. the, the, this came up recently. I was arguing with a friend about this where it was Caitlin. <laughs> we were um, playing fable and there's a part early in the game where you can rat out a guy who's cheating on his wife. And I'm like, I don't know that I think that's a moral uh, decision. We, we also had this huge argument yeah. and you got me very flustered. Well, and <laughs> yeah, because there is this thing to me where I'm like, I do think that part of making a good choice is understanding the ramifications of that choice beyond just the immediate. Right. Cause like, you know, maybe a Sith would go, like, I have the strength to change this now. And a Jedi would go, I need to have the patience to understand if I should change this. You know, like, 
in action, you, you, you become far more afraid of the actions that you do take than the ones that you don't. Um, like, a, a thing, <laughs> this is, I guess, like, maybe a little bit grim, but my brother, like, I don't necessarily want to say exactly what he does, but he has, like, a fairly, um, he has a job that has real-world consequences if he does it wrong. And he was talking to yeah. a guy one time, he's like, oh my gosh, he's like, dying on the job is not the worst thing that could happen to me. He's like, that doesn't even register. He's like, killing, accidentally killing a bunch of kids is the worst thing that could happen to me on my job. He's like, that is actually the thing I'm afraid of at this point. It isn't getting hurt. It's hurting someone else, yeah. you know? Yeah, he, he's actually a short order line cook, so uh, <laughs> that's a very terrifying thing that he said. <laughs> well, but I mean... Kill a bunch of kids, like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's not what he does. Yeah, just but, you know, it, it is this idea that, like, <laughs> sometimes what it is is going, like, having the ability to create change is like, yes, a responsibility that, okay, you have this ability, you should do something, but it is yeah. also going like, that is scary to go like, I'm going to find out if I'm good enough to do this now, you know, and I might not mm -hmm. be, and might not being is going to be like crippling the world because of my bad choices. Not, yeah. um, Oh, people are upset at me now. It's like, no, we might, we might really mess stuff up because we, thought we knew what the right choice was and we didn't, you know, cause we didn't yeah. envision this whole tapestry. Um, but also I think there is something to going like, um, decision paralysis is not always an acceptable path, you know, like yeah. for this kid who saw his like decrepit old Sith dad hitting an old woman, he couldn't sit there and do nothing anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, and he did not have the luxury of going, I'm going to ponder this out and decide. It's like, if I do nothing, someone yeah. dies. And now I get to, I'm going to live with those. I'm going to put that burden of living with consequence on myself yeah. instead of and that's why letting it go I said kind of like, there's the parallel between my character and Nias and that guy. Where it's like, Nias like sees with the Jedi orders. I was like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, gain power so that I can stop this. Was that necessarily the right idea? Probably not. But yeah, I don't know. Well, and I think at some point it is also like a willingness to take on that burden of like, yes, I'm going to do this because someone has to, someone's going to get it wrong and that might be me, but doing nothing is no longer okay. So I might screw it up and then I'll be the one that owns that and deals with it. I, not, I'm not going to push the blame off onto someone else, you know? Yeah. But no, it's, it's fascinating. I think that these like discussions of like, you know, like obviously fantasy morality is always so abstracted and big that it's, or not abstracted, but yeah. when you have something called the light side and the dark side, it's like, well, it, th these things are dealing with goofy absolutes, but you can kind of find interesting questions in there about like what it means to wield power and when it is okay to do yeah. and what it says about you, how you choose to do that. Um, and I think more and more, I have become less impressed with this idea that it's like, Oh, having any power is automatically corrupting. I'm like, I don't think that is the case. Yes. I, that's I think, that's kind of what I was like trying to say. It's like not necessarily the fact that he has powers. It's the fact that he like killed a bunch of people. This is that's a the issue. This was from a, a Lindsay Ellis video, which if none of you have watched Lindsay Ellis, like think pieces, they're really good. She stopped making YouTube videos because of stuff. But, um, she was talking about, uh, it was like a quote from something where it was like, you know, people say that, you know, like, absolute uh, or power, absolute power corrupts absolute absolutely, power corrupts yeah. absolutely she's like i yeah, know like yeah. power reveals and absolute power reveals absolutely this if you get power you will reveal who you are 
It won't necessarily yes. corrupt you, but it will reveal if you were sinister from the start. <laughs> yeah, which in case there's a lot of people who, yeah, absolute power does like reveal that they were corrupt yeah. little grim ones. And there are also, you get the cases where there are people like, oh yeah, they have this power and yet they are doing things for the good of people. Like it's not I don't think that power is the evil like having I don't think that having power is the evil part. It is I do truly think it's how you use it and like what part of yourself it reveals when you have that power. Yeah. And I also like in the other side of the story I just like the idea of there being a Jedi who understands that kind of that whole idea and can use both light and dark for to benefit their goals because like like i said it's just a bunch of like they have the power in them like someone could probably use force lightning and still be a good guy uh, i just yeah I, I don't know like i i think i think there is this like high ground that people like try to pull with like the fantasy light side all the time and they use that in the same way that like christianity can be used negatively where it's just like oh yeah it's like this whole good thing and we like this world of sin and this whole world of light and we're going to use our ideas of what is good to oppress other people when that's not necessarily what it, i'm going down a whole road never mind no i mean i think there is there. something though interesting to be said about like there is i think maybe i think there was and maybe still is this like postmodern notion of like power necessarily being wicked which, yeah. like, I don't, I no longer agree with. And probably there was a minute where I did, but at some point I'm like, no, it's like that really has not been the issue that we have dealt with. It's, it isn't, and I don't even necessarily want to say it's like, oh, it's what you do with it or how. It's like, I do think it really comes far more down to, like, this willingness to accept large consequences for, like, trying to make a change those things frequently come with downsides like making changes is often like scary and painful um but i also think like valuable and important so yeah it's it's complicated but yeah yeah well i think we need to oppress anybody who has different ideas than us anyway the thing is jordan (laughs) like you say that like it's not true but that is actually what we have explicitly talked about it's just we think our ideas are are good, and I do. Like I, I do, and there yeah, are and people that should be suppressed. I, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I think we need to conquer. We we need to conquer all. Um, kind of though, but like there are places where I think that's accurate. You know, it's like yeah, yes, yeah. We can we can we can really get into it, but you know, I don't like getting into it <laughs> because because having. Every single debate in with neutrality kind of annoys me. <laughs> oh, it is not neutrality. There are things that I am in no way neutral on. Uh, mm, anyways, uh, <laughs> I think it's time to end the episode. Yeah. Oh, actually, but co- wait, 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 Cody, I'm going to share my screen with you and we're going to pick a prompt. Oh, that's for a good Next idea. time. So we can just, like, again, we're not going to have to do this every single time, but it's good to have one in our back pocket so that we can, you know have some you know have something to lean on every now and then so i'm gonna share my screen with you this whole me getting this set up is going to be cut out of the episode so the scenes we have we have one through 13 we already did number two uh oh i guess number one is just a complete joke so we don't have to do that one (laughs) 
Oh, I mean, I don't think so, but you know. Yeah, do you, I, I say you you pick like we did last time. You pick three, I pick three, and then we um decide. Well, yeah, then we can decide what sounds best. Wait, what? What? Where? What? what? I don't understand what you just said. I pick three that I want to do. You pick three that you want to do, and then we pick which one like because we're probably gonna agree oh um, oh and then hopefully yeah like we say two of the same numbers if not we can just like argue uh, which I, get one you, we think I get you i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry no that's fine give me one second <laughs> uh what of what of the props is clearly you wrote this and i think it's very funny what is it <laughs> number seven um one day there were seven pairs of underwear <laughs> they were not ordinary they were evil. oh i think that was i think you wrote that no, that was not me. I did. I know for a fact I didn't write that. I think you said that. I wrote it. I wrote it down. But I think you said that. I think that might have been based off of something like something with Graham that you did. Okay, I got my. I got my three. You ready? Okay. Yeah. What are your three? One four thirteen. One four thirteen. So one having two punks talk about why you would ever buy anything but a busted car. No. Four. First line of dialogue, look, someone has to say it. The ship is sinking. And then what was the last one? 13. 13? Yeah. Two old wizards get into a very petty argument. Um, I So mine are 10, 11, and, thir- uh, and, sorry, and 3. So we got no common ones. Someone confesses a crush, confronting a monster, and then um, a character finding out the bitter truth. It's kind of a cyberpunk idea. So yeah, we got no common ones. Uh, let's do let's do ten. Ten? Oh, because you want to do someone confesses a crush. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I think I think that'll be a fun one. I also like the idea that we don't necessarily have to um like do a specific genre. Like yeah. that can be in anything. Like I could do like a really gritty, effed up cyberpunk world, and someone confesses the crush. <laughs> so yeah no um yeah so that's the episode next time we do stories like this it will be someone confesses a crush i don't know when we're go- gonna record next because our schedules are turbulent but we'll find out anywho cody what are some plugs uh check me out at the uh wandering gamer network for podcasts and wandering underscore gamers for streaming okay and you can check me out at my twitch stream something i guess zero zero at twitch top at twitch.tv don't know why my voice literally stopped mid-sentence um so i do on wednesdays and sometimes tuesdays we belong the anime talk show where me and friend of the show who was on a recent episode of world shop will we um talk about anime and sometimes it leads into talks about diversity and stuff dealing with um the genre that is anime and then you can check out my other podcast the side characters podcast where we talk about diversity in nerd culture And yeah, that's everything I got. So we will catch y'all at the next Demon Feast and also on the flip side. Bye. Bye.